Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Aaron. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com and you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We are heading back to Flashback Friday because we have so many amazing episodes for your ear holes. Um, Maybe you're new to them, maybe you're not, but we're going to bring them back for you. Uh, This is uh, the interview we did back at Sundance not that long ago, but also feels like a million years ago with director Meta Alberde. Um, She directed a documentary called The Mole Agent that really um, captured our hearts while we were at Sundance and made uh, Ange and I cry like babies in (laughs) theater. Um, So (laughs) it's a really sweet film. If you need need a little sweetness in your life right now, um, we really recommend this movie. It's on iTunes as well as Google Play. So you can find it. uh, You can... uh, you know, support the film and uh, cry like we did, uh, but a joyful cry, right, Ange? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's uh, crying it's a touching is good. Cry. It's, yeah. it's good either way to cry. Let it out. Yeah. yeah. Don't so, bottle it up. Yeah, don't bottle that shit up. It's not. It's not <laughs> healthy. Um, so if you need another reason to cry, <laughs> watch the Mole Agent uh, again on iTunes or Google Play, but not before you listen to our episode. So enjoy. Right now, we'd like to welcome on the show Maite Alberto, director of the film The Mole Agent, which is in the World Cinema Documentary Competition here at Sundance. Welcome, Maite. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about The Mole Agent? Yes, The Mole Agent is a documentary about a private detective, that is Romulo, who is hired by a client that she wants to know how is her mother in the retirement home where she lives. And the detective have to make this this research, but he cannot do it by by his own. He needs to hire a mole, and he hired an 85-year-old man who has never worked as a private detective before, and he has to train in him in technology because he has to use spy cameras, but, but this old man neither know how to use a cell phone, so it's super complicated. <laughs> so <laughs> after a period of training, he has to go to live for three months as a mole agent inside the retirement home. And it's the worst spy of the world. <laughs> uh, he really. Oh, I would argue yeah, that. I would argue, yeah, I would argue no, 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 that. No, no. no, it's it's the worst spy of the world. But <laughs> he's the most lovely man that I have never met. Mm-hmm. So he really make like the old kind of research, like speaking with people, and so at the end, uh, it's more about how he's he lives this new life to going to a retirement home and the new friends that he makes and it's about the loneliness that mm-hmm. the people of that place feels and the uh, detective spy story it's going in uh, from to another place in some point and yeah how did this story fall into your lap because it's yeah it's it was like <laughs> very different uh, completely and other approach that I had before, I really wanted to make a documentary about a private detective, like a film noir documentary, because I love that films. And I thought, okay, I never saw a film noir documentary, and it's a territory of fiction. So I started rehearsal all the private agencies that were in Chile, 
And Romulo, uh, the detective, allows me to work with him as his assistant for a couple of months. So I saw all the cases of mall agent that he works on, and he usually works on retirement homes hmm. uh, cases. And that's how I arrived to this story. So you're just waiting for the right case? Is that what you were just kind of yeah, waiting in some and filling way, out the clients? Yeah, I was waiting to f- uh, until a client about appears and when when the client appears we start with the with the story yeah well you hit the jackpot with with Sergio we fell in love with him I'm anybody that watches this is gonna is gonna fall in love with him because of his approach and he's so gentle and he's coming off a very difficult point in his life he's just lost his wife he's in his mid-80s you know kind of that struggle of do I have a purpose anymore and then he stumbles upon this job and and he's just so charismatic and and wonderful I want him to be my in my family like my grandfather yeah he's super gentle and tender and he really take care of the other people so when I saw him uh, I really felt that he was the person that we need for the film but I did not make the decision because the detective was the one that made the selection. So I really begged to him like, this is a super <laughs> good man. It's going to be a good detective, please. So uh, that interview pos- process was real. None of that was, was real. Really because the detective, he already has a mole that he usually worked with, but he broke his hip like two months before. Uh, so he put the ad in the newspaper and 30 old months arrived that was super surprising to me that to see old people looking for a job in the newspaper that mm-hmm. it's like at your 85 years old are you buying the newspaper to find a job that's also speak about uh, how the pension system it's really bad working in Chile and in Latin America and also that people that want to be active and to be part of society both mm-hmm. and Sergio arrives in these to these interviews and the first time that I saw it it was like okay he's the man but it was not my decision but at the end exactly the point that you say that he was living a a starting new life because he was he lost her wife Mm -hmm. months before we started and he really wanted to make something and that for the detective was super important in the selection because in his cold mind he thought okay this man it's not going to have a uh, woman pressure that it's going to say okay come back home so he was free mm-hmm. in some point for the detective to make the job and for me it was like uh, a super yeah touching person mm-hmm. and I was going to say you started out making a documentary about kind of a film noir piece but then it really turns into a commentary about how all, most societies treat their elders can you can you talk about that yeah part of the film? I think that the film changed in two aspects it's changed in a formal stylish thing because it started like a film noir with all the it, we, it's an irony like we we used that lenses and the lights of film noir and then it became a completely observational documentary in the form but also in the content because it started like a spy movie and it's end uh, being a film about how we treat old people in retirement home and how the old people are isolated in retirement home, and for me, that it's more important. Uh, despite uh, despite film, it's an excuse to enter to this world and world and to engage the audience in some point because it's super funny and you and it's a better pitch because if I pitch a film that okay, I'm going to speak about loneliness inside a retirement home, it's like okay, 
another film about old people but in this film you see a lot of different approach to old age as the the old man that are looking for a job and also people that it's completely isolated so you cannot make one speech about how do we live the the old age indeed Sergio treats some of the women like grannies and they're the same age <laughs> or it's like if, if as he if were younger but he's not so uh, yeah but it's completely about how in some countries and in my countries the old people now are completely I isolated mm -hmm. from society and they do not live with their families and their family decide to put them in a retirement home that it's a good option of course but not if they can never see them anymore and there are a lot of abandoned people on the retirement home so the problem it's not how they are treated on the retirement home the problem is how we uh, put them in that place and we don't integrate that places into the day-by-day -day community or society yeah yeah day -by -day life well on the topic of the hilarity of the film <laughs> one of my favorite parts is uh, so my parents live in a retirement community it's not a retirement home it's a retirement yeah. community but still uh the the numbers are are a direct reflection are the same in chile it's basically one man for every 10 women <laughs> in this retirement community <laughs> yeah. so when my dad goes to dances there's literally men, women waiting in line to dance with him <laughs> because there's no men to dance with so you really hit oh. hit that nail <laughs> on the head uh, with with the mole agent how all the women are just not necessarily wanting to be you know his partner like lover but just that companionship because you know the women are outlasting <laughs> the men it's just a fact mm -hmm. <laughs> completely yeah it's, it's Bertita oh my yeah. god love yeah. her yeah um. she's loved she was she, yeah. she passed mm -hmm. away she's so lovely and she's so like in an age that it's super honest like okay I love you it's like <laughs> yeah. you don't do you love me okay I will continue with my life and yeah. okay nothing happened yeah. but I will be <laughs> open like I will love to be like that yeah yeah but I just thought that was that was just so so touching and I think it really hit the nail on the head because that's exactly when I go to my parents retirement community it's it's exactly it's exactly that yeah. way um, but yeah, there is it's something universal in the film that it's super local they kind of of retirement home that it is super Latin American they make part we are parties and, uh, but at the end it's like the same in all the world and so, yeah how did they grant you all of this access in, in filming that and you know they didn't know that you were making this spy film in the end so how did you get yeah, no, they didn't know, and, <laughs> and I, we are really like, it's so sad to don't have the possibility to make a making off of the film because it was so difficult to do it. As the We went to the retirement home before, and we asked permission to make a documentary about that place, and, and in the release, the um, our lawyers put like, we are going to shoot everything that happened there, the good things and the bad things, be, be, because we want to show how do the people live there. And my previous films are about old people, so it was not weird that I wanted to make that film, and, and the direction of the retirement home loved my previous film, so they allowed me, but of course that I was lying, because <laughs> I didn't tell to them that uh, we are going to shoot an spy inside the retirement home. So uh, we start shooting two weeks before the, or three weeks before the mole agent entered to the retirement home. So when he entered, we make us, we don't know each other, and we have to act that. Um, we show the film uh, 
before to came here to the owners of the retirement home and we told to them okay we put a spy inside the return home and we really <laughs> don't say all the story but they love the film and oh, we were really great. calm because uh, they realized that of course that there are things that we have to improve but the, the most important thing is that the people really feel lonely in our place so they they really love they were super grateful they yeah was super good and i was super calm at the end because i knew that it was not about at the end the retirement home it's other topic but I was open also to find crimes but I didn't find it so I, I'm not going to invent crimes we're in a place that we don't have it and maybe you can think okay I don't have a film because at the end I don't have crimes but I have another kind of film or you can think okay but you put a camera inside so they have good behavior because mm -hmm. you put a camera but yeah it's true but I was there for three months you cannot act all days for three months mm -hmm. and Sergio was living there so when I go out with the camera Sergio continues with his hidden cameras and he's super exigent and he didn't see anything neither so I'm I am completely trust that it's a good place and did Sergio and his family get to see the, the film not as well? yet because oh. we we finished it super in a rush mm -hmm. to came here and my main concern was to show it to the owners of the retirement home because mm -hmm. if the reviews appears and they realize that it was a spy film and <laughs> was going to be super weird <laughs> but now we are going to show it to Sergio and his family yeah mm -hmm. I am interested to see how the client as well who <laughs> hired yeah. Romulo, it, how she feels about it because, yeah. uh, you know, Sergio comes up with these conclusions that aren't easy to hear. Yeah, but I think it's not easy, not only for her, it's more for all the rest of the families, also for their retirement home, I think. Oh, we were both like, let's call our parents right now. Yeah. We walked out of there. I really, that is my goal with the <laughs> film, that is everybody call the parents or grandparents mm -hmm. after to see it. It's... I'm happy. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank Mate. you very much. We were really moved by this. We really I enjoyed this thank film. Thank you. Yeah, so again, thank we've, you been very much. we've been speaking with Maite from the Malaysian. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. That was our interview with director Maite Alberde uh, from the film The Mole Agent. And um, we really, really love this film. And we're really hoping it finds a place actually during shelter in place for people to watch it. It's such mm -hmm. it's so special and it touches on a lot of things we're all going through right now during the pandemic. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe we should talk about the backstory of how we found the film literally. The yeah, let, let's, yeah, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> I know, I, I know we were in a rush to see it because we were, we were scheduled like back to back interviews and then we had to go see this film. And it's something I jumped on because I had the time to go see it with you. Right. You weren't initially going to see it. I was just going to do the interview by myself, but you you figured out you could carve out some time. So we're like, okay, we're wow. doing this one interview. We can run right after that to the screening and we can yes. make everything on time. Right. Um, the problem is with Sundance, there's certain areas where there's like two or three venues, uh, film venues. Yeah. That are all within the same area. It's like, it's basically like an outdoor shopping area, but instead it's like outdoor little pop-up movie theaters that they create for the festival. So we rushed from one interview to this film. We sat down, we made it on time. We were yep. like, yes, we did it. We're the best. We we're like high-fiving. And then the movie starts and it's the wrong movie. <laughs> totally wrong movie. And we, and we look at each other like shit and we just grab our stuff. And ran. ran out of the movie. Yeah, we ran. 
run to the right theater, and then there's a line at that theater. Well, we ran to the other theater and then realized that, was it your backpack or mine? No, no it was Char's recording bag. equipment. It was <laughs> equipment. It was Char's bag with recording equipment and memory left, cards. And yeah, that we left uh, at the, the other, other theater. theater. So because... I planned to go ahead, and I ran back and found it, thank God, and no one touched it, and then ran back again to the other theater and settled in to watch The Mole Agent. And um, I think Angie and I were in tears, I don't know, the last oh, minutes of that. easily within, yeah, at least halfway through, maybe even before that, I was already tearing up at certain parts. It's so beautiful. Yeah. The lead of this film, Sergio, he's an 83-year-old Chilean man who has just lost his wife yeah. and takes this job as a mole <laughs> yes. for um, this woman who's worried about her mother who's living in a retirement community and she's worried that she's not being treated properly. So she hires, she, she gets uh, an agent to find someone to hire to be a mole and he's just the most beautiful man. He's so gentle and sweet and um, I don't know, he really, he really breaks into your your heart. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I think that his final conclusions, we don't want to ruin the movie, but his right. final conclusions are just really poignant and can really, uh, can, re can really be relatable to anyone of any age. You don't have to be a, in any country or, or any country or, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just, you know, we're dealing with a lot of that right now, loneliness and yeah. So why it's so important for us to to check in and even if it's just a text but hopefully you have the time to give someone a call every now and then or you know these these bitch talk quarantines are helping me through this too you know so um it's just a really beautiful film yeah we loved it even though we were sweating on our way in um, you were well and actually this was the same day that Kobe Bryant passed away so I had already been oh my god I had already been like That's right on the verge of tears and like maybe go to the bathroom and then cry for a second and then come out and then interview someone <laughs> and then come out. right you guys cuz the reason you guys had my equipment was yes. cuz you guys went to go talk to Ruby yeah mm -hmm. Ruby Ibarra. yeah yeah Oh, man. Yeah, so I was already it? just on real thin ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gave a, I mean, it did give us the excuse to really, really belt one out, I feel. Like, that movie would have made us cry already, but we were already emotional, so. Yeah, yeah. So, really appreciate Maite and her, her work and the telling of this story. Yeah. And I think it's like, it, we all have parents or have had yep. parents or are parents and just to see it from all different perspectives with a new pair of eyes is is really special yeah. don't don't forget your your elders and your and your family and just say hi um that was that was the big lesson If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.